Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 82. The Washington, formerly known as the Redskins, now known as the football team. It was a nine-game season, guys, so check this one. as a lockout season, so kind of a weird championship there. The Los Angeles Lakers, the Milwaukee Brewers, and... The New York Islanders. So, a lot of good teams here in episode 82. So, you know, it's going to be a good pod. I am your host, as always, folks. <clears throat> Mr. Teach Butler, sitting next to me. My guy, Big Dill. Dill, how are you, buddy? Just watching some UCLA, Alabama, right now. Got a little Sunday, yeah, college hoops on here. Sunday night. Uh, Quinterly with a spectacular... Oh. Yakis, that's my boy. I love that guy. But it's been uh, it's been a good day of or good weekend of basketball. Um, no doubt. Yesterday had some good games, a lot of close games, and today so far haven't been close. But this one seems like it's going to be. So I'm sure the USC Oregon one will be a good one to watch as well. Oh, no doubt. <clears throat> Absolutely, Doge. Uh, how are you today? Up in Cle, buddy. Doing well, man. It's been a lazy Sunday. Just watching some, watching some basketball. Watched, uh, you know, a little bit of Formula One this morning. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Sure. But, yeah. It's lazing around, getting ready for the for the new week upcoming. So. Heck yeah, gonna be gonna be a good pod. A little Formula One sneak peek there, Doge. I like it, but. Uh, let me tell you what you got. What we got here for the show. Then we'll get to our warm ups. We got a little first half, little Tej's trade deadline recap. We're gonna do a little trade grades for all some of the major trades that happened in the NBA here, with the trade deadline being this Thursday. Then in the third quarter, in the second half, we're gonna get a little March Madness update with Doge, and then Dill gonna give a little MLB opening day update here to round out the show in the fourth quarter. But before we begin, as always, <clears throat> we have to warm it up. We don't want to get hurt. Got to make sure this is going to be a good, clean pod, no injuries. So uh, we'll warm it up, and I'll go first here because I'm just excited to talk about it. <laughs> the Boston Garden will be getting its energy back here come tomorrow. There will be fans at the Boston Arena when they play <clears throat> the Pelicans tomorrow night, which is going to be a great game to have fans there for. A little Zion dunk, a little ooze, a little Oz along with potentially some of the new signings, <clears throat> or the new trades, excuse me, which we'll be talking about here in a couple minutes. But just excited to see the fans there. They bring a lot of good energy. That uh, You know, a lot of teams play better when there's fans at home. You know, the little some of the other guys down the bench get a little bit more energy. They can make a couple shots, maybe go for that extra dunk here, there, that defensive play. So um, just excited to see that, and uh, looking forward to seeing the Celtics play the Pelicans here coming tomorrow. So... I'm sure there will be some jitters along with that for everybody. Yeah. Totally different dynamic than uh, what they've had the past year. So One of our pieces that we uh, acquired, which we'll talk about, has not played with us yet. We've had two games since the deadline, and he's been out with some uh, protocol stuff. He might be playing tomorrow, so that would be exciting to see if we get the full package come tomorrow because we've looked like we've had some good energy since uh, since the deadline. So Sure. Dill, give me your warm-up here. What do you got for us? Yeah, so five minutes and 52 seconds is all it took Whew. 
for Francis Ngannou to absolutely obliterate Stipe uh, Miocic. It was not even night. close, man. Um, <clears throat> really impressive fight from him. I think that you know you could tell from watching it how much bigger he was. Huge. If you told me it was only thirty pounds, I would say no way. Right. It was only thirty pounds. Right. And he his arms were like twice as big. His body, his frame. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know that everyone was saying that Stipe has been focusing more on conditioning and um, more cardiovascular type stuff. I mean, the fight would have to last longer for that to matter. Right. Um, I think that it would have definitely taken longer for Francis to physically rip the belt off of him than it did to earn the earn the belt through the yeah through the fight. And I mean. Oof. Really, such a good like clash of titans there. One of the all-time UFC legends, and Miocic, and Ngannou, an up-and-comer who's they've fought before. Miocic defended the title then, and Ngannou, obviously, like you said, Dil just ripped it right from him this time. Unfortunately, a Cleveland guy, so such a bummer. He had some Cleveland dudes there with uh, MGK. A uh, little Cleveland is the reason to come out too. So just a bummer to see that. You can see the size, the difference, in the power from Ngannou. And then a uh, quick little shout-out to Africa. They've got three UFC champs right now, Kamara Usman, Izzy Adesanya, and now Francis Ngannou. So pretty cool to see uh, that country just dominating the fighting world. Those guys are like coming out and just really kicking the butt, and they're all unique in their own way. So uh, shouts out to them. Doge, the floor is yours, my man. Give me a little warm-up. What do you got? So I mentioned it already. was uh, you know watching some Formula 1 this morning, and... Sir Lewis Hamilton. Sir, he, he was he was knighted in the off season, but uh, he went on to go win the Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, he's he's already got seven world championships under his belt. He's the he's the goat as far as Formula One's concerned. So he went out there today and got it done. Uh, was starting in second position. Was kind of fighting his way back the entire time, and then you know as it got towards the tail end of the race, was able to take on uh, that. That first place spot, and then never gave it up for the rest of the race. So uh, he ran a really good one, and he's part of Mercedes, who's top of the line, best team right now in, in Formula One. So um, impressive to see them kind of pick up where they left off last year um, after a championship. So it was it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, like to see some of the fight out of the other drivers that you didn't typically see in years past. So uh, could be foreboding for a pretty uh, foreboding foreshadowing a pretty competitive year this year in comparison to the last year that we've had how are you gonna feel after you just get knighted and then you come out and get an instant dub like to start the season like i mean that's gotta that's gotta feel some type of way i mean top top of the top of the world there good for sir lewis hamilton there good for him absolutely all right let's uh let's move it on here to our first half with our Teach's trade deadline special. We're going to do a little trade grade. So just rate the trade. Um, we'll just go through some of the major ones here. We left out some of the smaller ones just because, um, you know, we wanted to save a little time here because there were a lot of trades that happened here at the deadline. But I think one of the biggest ones we can talk about, at least one of the ones that has one of the biggest names, one we might not have expected, Nikola Vucevic to the Chicago Bulls. So... Vucevic and Alfred Aminu go to the Chicago Bulls for Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., and a first-round pick. Dill, I'll let you take the floor first. 
What would you rate this grade? Um, we'll go for the Bulls here. Obviously, the team getting the larger piece. Okay, so we're doing like typical grade fashion, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Standard letter grade. Okay. I would say for what they gave up and what they got, I'd say this has to be like a solid B. Yeah. That's a good. I think that's a good call. Solid B. I think that's a good call. They get an all-star player to lock in with Zach Levine. Aminu, just a good like wing defender kind of guy. Vucevic, a big who can help maybe in the playoffs when you get some of the bigger matchups if they're actually going to make a run. Um, and you don't give up too much. Wendell Carter kind of been hurt, hasn't made the lineup too much for them. Um, Otto Porter Jr., obviously somebody who is going to be an expiring, so not too much to give up there. And if you're going to be good, first-round pick isn't that much. So I think it's good for the Bulls. Yeah. I think it's actually a huge deal for the Magic. I think it's a great haul. Yeah. They got Otto Porter, so that's just some money that's going to be going away. You sold high on Vooch getting Wendell Carter Jr., who I think could be a good young player, good young center to replace him. I still think the best thing about him so far is just his suit on draft night. Yeah. Which is like he's been in the league for the Wakanda. two or three years now. and Right. He needs to start... Doing something in the NBA. Well, maybe he'll get some time here down at the Magic. And then, obviously, a yeah. pick that can help them start their tank rebuild session since they went on a big-time fire sale there. Doge, um, <clears throat> I guess I'll go – excuse me. I'll go, I like the B there for Chicago. And then I'm going to go with a B-plus for the Magic there. Um, just because, obviously, you don't want to give up your guys, but when you're going to – I think that's a pretty good haul. Dill, what are you, about you for the Magic real quick, then we'll go to Doge for both of them. Otto's gone after this year? Yeah. They might even buy him out, but they're not. Okay. it's not like for um, sure yet. I, I would say a C plus, just because that first round pick's not gonna be great. You never know. Wendell is unproven, uh, and they're losing Otto Porter. They're, I mean they're trying to tank. So right. this, this is saying this has helped the full tank. So that's yeah. why it's like now if you're trying to win, I would say C plus for them. I mean Yeah, I, I don't know, C plus. Right. Doge, what about you for the Bulls first, and then uh, next, the Magic? For the Bulls, I, I really like it. I think it's a B-plus um, as well. I kind of agree with you guys there. Um, adding in another all-star to go with Zach Levine. I mean, that's another you know two-headed monster team that you now can worry about in the East. So, you know, if they want to try to make a push and our, our man Billy D can hopefully do it, you know, yeah. adding Vucevic there would be a – would be a good addition there. Um, obviously, getting rid of Otto Porter's contract obviously was expiring anyway, but um, getting him out of there, Wendell Carter Jr., um, going to the Magic in that first rounder, I'd have to give the Magic just a, a flat B, you know. Sure. Not, you're not holding on to Otto Porter, so really what you're getting is, you know, an expiring contract, Wendell Carter Jr. in a first rounder. Pretty yeah. nice. Um, as still mentioned, not a whole lot of. You know, stats to back up the Wendell Carter Jr. success story in the NBA yet doesn't mean that it can't happen. But um, very true. You know, it's something that we'll have to keep an eye out for if they are looking to rebuild and and kind of tank. It'll be a younger big that they can hopefully keep healthy and uh, you know get them some minutes, and then hopefully that experience will then push them forward. But getting a pick and a young big, you know, they kind of punted on Vucevic a little bit. I would have imagined an All Star maybe get a bit of a better haul, but. Who knows? Rushing things at the end of the deadline. So I would give him a B. Sure. I know uh, a lot of people have been saying this is like one of Vooch's best statistical years. 
So probably a good year to trade him anyway. So definitely good, I guess, on them for doing that. And uh, <clears throat> just want to reiterate again, the pick and roll with Vucevic and Zach Levine could be incredibly deadly because Vooch can pick and pop, he can pick and drive, he can pick and dish. And obviously Levine is good at driving to the hole. He can shoot the three now. He's proven to be able to do that and handle and pass. So that could be a really nice little one-two punch, kind of like your Jokic-Murray was last year in the playoffs. I, you know, it might not be the same level, same quality, but could be a little, you know, first round like, oh, man, the Bulls, they're they're sneaking up on somebody. So yeah. don't sleep on that at least. So good for them for getting that. And I, was, I guess they're a good combo at the All-Star matchup. I saw a couple photos of them in the – the jerseys this year so moving on to the next magic trade here involving my guys very exciting <clears throat> the celtics receive evan fournier and the magic receive two second round picks and jeff teague who has already been waived so he's been bought out and he's not on the magic anymore so basically two second round picks um <clears throat> doge we'll let you go first and you can pick your team first but give them both here and uh, then we'll kick it to Dill, and I'll, f- I'll f- finalize it here. Sure. Um, I like the addition of Fournier uh, compared to Teague, who really you know, wasn't doing any- anything for the Celtics really anyway. Not so, great for us. Uh, I don't put a whole lot of value in second-round picks. You know, every once in a while you will get a flyer out of there, but to be able to dump a couple picks and find a guy that can jump in and, and play some minutes for you and hopefully, you know, enter in that rotation and, you know, give you a quality uh, quality backup there for the Celtics, then, you know, I think it's a good move. I'd say it's a, a B trade for the Celtics, nothing too crazy. Um, for the Magic, uh, they're getting more picks. So, you know, waves Jeff Teague. So they're basically just, you know, like we said, trying to rebuild, get some more picks there. But um, I would say for them, like I said, I don't value second-rounders a whole lot. But, you know, if, it's a, if they happen to land an early, mid-second-round guy that just – maybe drops could be something to build around there for them but i'd say i'd have to give them just a, a b minus probably there as well sure sure Dill, what do you think about fournier to the celtics for the magic and then the, the celtics obviously too i think that that fournier is going to be he could be that piece i yeah that celtics need um so keep in mind the magic last year Put up a, a win against the Bucks in the first game of the playoffs. Like, yeah. So I mean, they're not even a complete calendar year removed mm-hmm. from being a solid team to this year, starting off for the tank, right? You know, here and then all of a sudden just completely dropping the ball. Um. So I mean, it, it was time to just clean house for them, I guess. Yep. Fournier played really well. Um. For them, I you know kind of going back to Vooch. I was looking at the stats so. 35, 32, 20, 31, 22, and that's against the uh, Is that for the Fournier? Bucks. No. Uh, oh, Vooch? Vooch? Last yeah. Year. Yeah, because so, I was trying to find it. but He he was killer against them, man. Yeah, he played really he well in the playoffs. He was a machine. So, come playoffs, it could be big for the Bulls. We'll see. But I think that... Give me Fournier while you're here. Yeah, for this, um, because it's a piece that the Celtics needed, I would say probably like a B+. Plus. Just because it's somebody that I think could just be an additional scorer, play some solid defense. Um, at times, you guys, I feel like, go flat with scoring because Tatum 
is the you know what I mean? And then, like, if Kemba's and not going to, if Kemba's not going to, like, it's sometimes we it's just like it's a bit slow. Yeah. Like with scoring, I know Jalen obviously is usually going. Tatum's usually going, but and with the teams in the East that you're having to contend with, you have to score. So like, the way, <clears throat> the way I look at it, is we turn two second round picks who, like Doge mentioned, is really not like that much value typically. Sometimes you can get a guy like Nikola Jokic in there, or like Trevor Ariza, who's typically not a player you get there in the second round. That's tip. That's really great, usually. <clears throat> And the other way I look at it is Evan Fournier is averaging 19.6 points this year. I'm not sure what Jeff T is averaging, but I know it's probably like 4.2 or something like that because he does not score for us. He does not get that many minutes. And Evan Fournier is averaging, he's like shooting 47% from the field. So we just got 20 points out of nowhere for our bench, which is huge for us. He's a huge locker room guy from what I understand, which is really funny. I know... He tweeted out, Google my name, which, please don't do that. It's an inappropriate thing, but he's like a funny jokester guy like that. It's apparently like a STD thing, which is really weird, but I don't know. He literally says, don't Google on yeah, his basketball Yeah, exactly. Don't that's Google hilarious. his name. But that's what like <laughs> the first thing he said, and apparently he's just a big jokester with a lot of the guys. So he could be a good locker room guy as well. Um, <clears throat> but he's just points off the bench, which we really, really need. Yeah. And another scorer when Kemba has to sit on some of these back-to-backs. And apparently Danny Ainge would like to extend him because we have his bird rights after this trade. And he's an expiring contract. So we might be able to like add him for a couple more years. So he could be a bench guy and a good another teammate for the Celtics here. For two second-round picks, which might not be anything. So Yeah, I mean, like to get an actual formidable 15 career points a game, like... I just saw. So he's 549 career games with like basically a 14 and a half average. Like for two second round picks that right could be nothing. You know what I mean? And like could be a two way contract type player or just in the G League. Like I believe he has some pretty like high scoring games too. If I'm not mistaken, I'll see what his career but high in a game is. I'm not. I don't know that for sure, but I just feel like I've seen his name in a couple high scoring games. And like I said, he's a big locker room guy and good fun fun guy to add to. So um, Jeff Teague was kind of getting in the way too of Peyton Pritchard. So to get rid of him in that kind of going out, I think is really nice to get Pritchard some extra minutes, see how he can really do, and he can really shoot, which is kind of nice. Shouts out to the Ducks. Shouts out to cousin Jack out there. Um, <clears throat> and um, I just think Evan Fournier is gonna be really nice here, coming off the bench or maybe even starting in some of these games. Just because of how big he is and his ability to score, so for sure. So I think it's a yeah. And for the Magic, let's see. I just think they could have tried to weasel a first out of it or gotten a player that was like why they why didn't they try to get Carson Edwards or Tremont Waters like a younger guy that they could maybe keep. You know that yeah, they like could even somebody... tank. They could tank with, but still like keep and have some value too. So I don't know. Interesting yeah, like... play, I thought. Yeah, Jeff Teague being at the end of his career, um, I mean, he was, you know, if it was five, ten years or whatever. Dude, you know, he used to was... kill the Celtics, so it was funny to have him on the Celtics. And then, not he that he, like, bad. wasn't bad, like, he wasn't well, he great. He you again. Yeah, but, I mean, he was fine. He had some good games, he had some bad games. But I think it's nice because you open up a roster spot <clears> to maybe add a buyout guy, which could be interesting. Otto Porter Jr. potentially could be one of those guys, which we listed in the trade before. So, yeah. That could be a nice addition to the Celtics as well. So, yeah, I think the Magic was like a C or C minus. Yeah. 
Um, let's move on here to the last in the saga of the Magic here. Interesting little three deals here. Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. So the Nuggets receive Aaron Gordon, and the Magic receive R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, and a first-round pick. So pretty decent haul here for the Magic in this trade, giving up obviously a pretty good piece in Aaron Gordon. I know the Celtics are after him. A lot of other teams are after him as well. Um, <clears throat> I think the Clippers were listed as one of those teams, if I'm not mistaken, um, potentially the Suns. But either way, Nuggets got him. They ended up with him. And uh, he is going to be a good piece to kind of replace um, Jeremy Grant, who left for the Pistons, who's been really playing well for them. But as that good wing defender and kind of a slasher guy on some of these Jokic passes that he's going to be able to make to Aaron Gordon could be really nice. So I would say for the Nuggets here, giving up a guy in Gary Harris who's been hurt a lot for them and has not been necessarily reliable. Um, and R.J. Hampton, who just really hasn't been able to find the floor because they are a really good roster. I think this is like a, I don't know, B plus and A minus a-. again here for the Nuggets. I think this is a really good trade. I think Aaron Gordon's going to be a big playoff performer for them. Maybe not offensively, but a nice defensive wing player for them who is going to be really long and is going to take on some of those bigger matchups. Who they and that was not a guy that they had before, and Gary Harris was certainly not going to do that. So, I think Aaron Gordon. Them giving them, I'm going to stick with an A minus here for the Nuggets. Magic also going to go with an A minus. I think they really nailed this. Gary Harris only one more year left on his deal after this, so not super long into that. If you don't want to keep him, but he's still very young, he could be a good piece. R.J. Hampton could be a very good player. He's not really seen the floor too much on the Nuggets, and he could really be an impact. I know he's had a couple huge dunks this season, so that could be nice. And then a first-round pick, obviously, really nice when they're going to go here for the Tankapalooza session for the Magic. So, really good trade all around. I think everybody wins here. Um, and I guess if anybody wins more, I would say the Nuggets do because they're going to try to go win now, and they got a good win now piece. Doge, what do you think about the Nuggets? And then give me the Magic side as well. <clears throat> I'm going to give the Nuggets a, a B plus, kind of like I did Chicago earlier. Sure. Um, landing Aaron Gordon, like you said, you could put him in right now into a winning scenario with the Nuggets, um, along with Murray and Jokic. And I feel like those, you know, that's a, a good little trifecta that they have there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I really like that addition. Um, but I give, I give it a yeah. B plus instead of the A minus for you. Sure. Uh, just because. You know, giving up a, a first round for it, and then a young piece of R.J. Hampton, who you know could be something that you would maybe want to hold on to. But I understand the value in uh, you know him going to the Magic, so kind of switching sides there. I'd give the Magic here an A minus. You get a young guy that you get to kind of toss out <clears throat> and give him some minutes. You know, R.J. Hampton only had two shots a game. Um, you know this in the time he was playing for the Nuggets. So the Magic, on their rebuilding scenario we've been kind of bringing up, is you know going to be able to start playing him some more minutes and really see what he's got, similar to what we were talking about with Wendell Carter there. Mm-hmm. So I like that addition. Gary Harris, you know, good veteran guard, got several years under his belt. They can kind of, you know, have him take on that role of just losing, losing Fournier, kind of just dropping him in there. And then they get another first-round pick, which is huge, like we said, you know. They're trying to tank. They're trying to rebuild. If they are doing that, then first-round picks are a good way to go. So receiving a young guy that you know they could have gotten in a draft anyway, kind of at that first-round level in R.J. Hampton, and then getting another first-rounder as well. You know. 
think it's a good, good one for the Magic. What do you think here? Um, I think it's a solid... Mm. All right, for the Nuggets, I want to say an A- minus as well. I wanted to say it's a solid A, but... Gary Harris did have some good games for him last year Dude. in the playoffs. In the playoffs, run, like that's the piece that you're like. Come no, on. I'm saying that like he had some moments where he really helped. I think solidify. That I team. think you'll say the same thing about Aaron Gordon this year. Sure, but which is like that's why it's like I don't think that's that big of a deal. And RJ Hampton, for for what it's worth, is not going to end up seeing the floor in the playoffs. Like no, he probably won't play much at all. I don't think he'll like, even. He, he wouldn't have even play. He's played in twenty five games, averaging nine minutes a game. Right. Like, I had to look up who he was because I forgot who he was, and or just never knew. Right. Um, no, but I mean, I, I would say a solid A minus because I don't know if this is the like okay, this is the piece that gets them over the hump to be the sure. elite of the West. Like, I don't know if it does that. Like, per if you se. put Aaron Gordon in last year and they had their playoff run with grant oh man yeah like they would have been really good and maybe they would have beat the lakers i don't know but yeah you never know yeah but like you never know that's how i'm kind of looking at it um so i would say an a minus for the nuggets because i think that they just have some good guys you know what i mean they have some they have a good starting five um i think that Jokic, with having him having aaron gordon there Gives Jokic another outlet that he can just be talented with his passing. Um, you guys have, or the Nuggets have a solid core group of players that, you know, I, I don't know if they needed a first round pick. You know what I mean? Like, they could. Sure. Yeah, they just don't, they're going for the win now. So the first round picks don't mean much yeah. to the Nuggets, which is why, like, kind of how the Bucks threw in a bunch when they were getting Drew Holiday, which, like, yeah. We just got to get what we need to try to go win this. Yeah. So, And one thing I want to mention, too, is, like, now that they have Aaron Gordon, when the Nuggets go small, Michael Porter Jr. can play the three, not the four. And, like, that, I think that's really nice for them. And that makes them, like, really long kind of still, but still, like, a small team and still really offensive with Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Obviously, Jamal Murray, Will Barton would be there too, likely in that scenario. Maybe uh, Monte Morris, if you want to go Jamal Murray and go real small with a couple guards there, and then obviously Aaron Gordon there at the four. But that's a really, I think, a really nice versatile lineup, and it can kind of shield the Jokic, Jamal Murray defensive liability ish yeah. sometimes. Well, Michael Porter Jr. sometimes too. And he's only twenty five, so like yeah, he's I mean still he could bounce back, could, right? Like he could still have. You know, a lot ahead of them. Um, for the Magic, I would say this is probably their best trade, even though they got rid of probably their second best player in it with Vooch. I think this is definitely their best, the best deal they got. Yeah, no, without a doubt. So I would give them a B plus. Sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Good stuff. One thing I'm really excited for is like that Jokic top of the key, like trying to back somebody down. Like just crazy wild alley oop to Aaron Gordon, just like slashing behind the like the back because like yeah. he's gonna be really good at that, and that's gonna be really nice. Um, <clears throat> so let's move on here to the next trade here, not involving the Magic. So shouts out to some other teams making some moves here. Fire sale is over. I think this is an interesting trade. So you guys tell me. I'll let you go first, Dill. But the Blazers are adding Norman Powell. 
from the Raptors having a really hot year this year. And the Raptors are getting back Gary Trent Jr., who was really big in the playoffs for them last year, or like the little playoff bubble run and stuff, yeah. and Rodney Hood. So a couple of streaky shooters, a couple of wing kind of guys for another streaky shooter wing guy. Dill, what do you think about this deal? Uh, Norman Powell played really well for the Raptors in the playoffs the last couple of years. Like he's he's been a he's been one of the solid pieces. Before you go any further, I want to say I'm so glad he's in the West because he murders the Celtics. Always in the playoffs. Yeah. Every time we play him, he just comes off the bench and it's like. Bam, here's 20 to 25. Just cold, hard fourth quarter points. Maybe not all fourth quarter, but he's hitting some in the fourth. Like, he's really good. Yeah. So I think he can be really nice. Like, if that, you can go with that one, two, three, yeah. Dame, CJ, Norman, Punch. But go ahead. Sorry. The, those three um, are going to be lethal. And yeah. if they get healthy with the rest <laughs> yeah. of their guys. Yeah. Like, the Blazers are always, like, limping around. You know what I Every mean? Like, time. And Dame time. is so impressive to watch. Like, when who were they playing the other night when we saw them? Like, it was the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, when they were playing the Pelicans. It was, like, down, I think, I forget how much in the fourth, and it was just like, all right, here comes Dame. And it was just like... And he just popped off. Oh, man. I love watching him. But, uh, I, yeah, I would say for the Blazers... It's a B plus, you know. I, I don't think that you lose a whole lot with those two players, and uh, like Rodney Hood back when he was on the Jazz was like fine, but like I don't consider him like a huge threat now. Like no, he tore his Achilles, right? Uh yeah, something like that. Okay, like he had some sort of yeah. We got a sleeping cat now. Um, I, I really don't think that they lose a whole lot, but I think they gain a lot with Norman Powell. Um, he's a bigger guy too, isn't he? Look that up, but I think so. Like he's he's got some length there. Not like not like that. I think Gary Trent. Are you talking Norman Powell? Yeah, I think Gary Trent and Norman Powell are about the same size. There you go. Okay. I mean, CJ could play the three though. Yeah, but he played. I feel like he plays bigger. Six five. Rodney Hood six eight. Okay. I know Rodney was bigger. Norman Powell's wingspan is six eleven though. So. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Good for Norm. Um, <clears throat> I'm totally with you, Dill, that the Blazers added a huge piece. I think a really nice piece. And like I said, a guy who, not afraid of the moment, always just seems to be playing really angry, which is something I think sometimes you just need somebody like that. Like, kind of Dame plays like that a lot, too. CJ can kind of get that going. But Norm Powell always just seems to be like, hey, man, like I'm out here, and I'm out here to just get buckets, so get out of my way. Like kind of like attitude, and like I no BS guy. I've always enjoyed his game. So, like I said, I'm glad that he is not on the Raptors anymore because he was one of those guys that always seemed to kill us, like Kyle Lowry. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is a really good guy that they got back, a young guy. So for their little rebuild, I think that's nice. Not a really good guy, but like a re- uh, he's a good piece. Solid. Rodney Hood, like you mentioned, not the same guy he was anymore, but. You know, he can hit a bucket now and then, so if the Raptors do make a little playoff push kind of thing here, he could he could hit some buckets, but... Yeah, just a piece off the bench. I think it's a a, a C-plus for the Raptors and a an A for the Blazers. Doge, what grades are you giving these, uh, these trades, or this trade, excuse me? Um, I'm giving the, the Raptors 
starting off here. Um, I'm giving them probably a B. Sure. Um, no, I'm going to change it to a B plus. Wow. Uh, I do like Gary Trent Jr. Um, you know, he's 22, and he's going to bring you, you know, 15 points a game. And, you know, he's he's shooting just under 40% from three, so maybe with a little bit more volume, could be could be banging those down. Um, obviously, he's not quite the player Norman Powell was, but, you know, um, if you feel like you're going to have to eventually uh, give Norman some more money down the road, I don't know exactly what the, what the thought process was, but, um, you know, if they're... If they're trying to go younger, Gary Trent Jr., I feel like, was a good piece to get that ball rolling for them. Um, yeah, I believe, Norm, I believe Norm is expiring this year. So, like, they kind of got off of that and added a young guy who, too, um, he doesn't get a lot of shots in Portland, so he might get a lot more since Dame and CJ shoot him for the Raptors. Right. So, go ahead, Doge. I know you, you're talking about both of those. And then, so, for the, for the Blazers... Um, I would say I have to give it an A minus. I think Norman Powell's a good, good piece, um, good guy to put around those other shooters, like you were saying. Um, so if he's, you know, coming off the bench and filling in a role for either Dame or CJ, then I feel like he's going to get a solid amount of production. And he's shooting the ball really well. He's at like 44, yeah. 45 percent now for three. So um, he's a guy that can come into that role and then fill it in and, and provide some quality minutes when one of those guys isn't on the court. So. Uh, I like that addition for them a lot in Norman Powell. Definitely. I think everybody kind of likes this this trade. I think it's good for everybody. And uh, <clears throat> definitely the Blazers could use a little, little extra juice there. So that's going to be nice for them. Um, let's talk about another one with adding a little bit of juice. And we'll see if uh, this player can be revived here. Victor Oladipo joining the Miami Heat. So the Heat receive Victor Oladipo. The Rockets receive Avery Bradley. Kelly Olynyk, who I believe has been waived already in a first-round swap. So not just a pick, but a swap. Um, so kind of the same thing, but I think the Heat get the chance to take the better pick. Um, if it's you know top 10, I'm, I'm not going to get into the major details of the swap here because I don't want to be necessarily wrong, but you never know. Either way, do you think Victor Oladipo can come back and uh, revive his career here on the Heat? Dosh. What do you think? <laughs> it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one because, you know, I've said the last couple of times I was hoping that his career would be revived wherever he would go somewhere else. But, uh-huh. you know, the walls of, you know, Houston's <laughs> arena fell down when they, they shipped everybody out and they've lost. They went on, what, that 20-game losing streak? Yeah. Have they won yet? Or they, is that- they did win one. Yeah. I think they're back on a streak, if I'm not mistaken. So brutal, but it's tough, tough out there. Yeah, so um, I mean, good for Oladipo for getting out of there. Maybe you know the Heat are a better place for him to try to to revive his career there. But it's been tough trying to see him come back. So I hope he does find a spot there. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I think the Rockets got a decent haul in getting Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk. I mean, like you said, probably Wade, but a first rounder. As I don't know, I feel like the swap. I, I don't know the details on the swap either, but... This trade's just like, that, meh. Yeah. You know, like, like, Avery Bradley's alright. This is literally just a Olenek, transaction. Like I said, then he's waived. It's just like, yeah, we gotta get rid of Victor Oladipo. The swap, I, like we said, we don't know the full details on it. 
and it's not gonna. It's not like a full nice first round pick or like an unprotected pick. So like that's not really great. <clears throat> Victor Oladipo wanted to be out of there, so he's out. So that's like kind of nice, but you know who knows who he'll be. He might not even like end up starting for the Heat, or he might, you know, just be a nice little bench piece. But I don't know. I think I think he could be a decent little you know playoff spark plug for the Miami there. I think he could, you know, maybe have a couple defensive plays, look a little like little flashes of Dwayne Wade, but like also not be great some games as well. Kind of like he's been, but maybe he will uh turn back the clock. We'll have to see um and being in a spot where he's wanted and where, you know, he seems like he actually wants to be there. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, attitude is everything in, in that sense. You know, if he wants to be there, he'll probably, you know, play a little harder. Right. You know, he, he hasn't been playing poorly in the time that he has been able to play this year. Right. He's giving you 20 points. So, you know, if you can throw that into the Miami rotation, I feel like what they gave up, um, you know, wasn't wasn't too much if Oladipo can get in there and consistently produce. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can go, like... Drogic, Hero, Oladipo, Jimmy Bam, and go real small like that, or Duncan Robinson in there maybe potentially. You know that could be a really nice like little lineup for sure. So, um, you know, even Kendrick Nunn I guess in there if you want to go a little different. But that's a real nice lineup with Oladipo or him coming off the bench potentially in that. But you know. Like you said, attitude's everything. So if he wants to be there and he changes his attitude, he could be very good again, but we'll have to see. So I'd say Heat, get a B, Rockets get a a D, honestly. Because this part of the Victor Oladipo is one of the major pieces they got in the James Harden trade. And like they flipped that into Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek in a first-round swap. That is poor, poor management. You can't yeah. let one of your super superstars go for a guy you instantly wave and a guy who hasn't been good and I'm sorry a good long while. And you got you had Victor Oladipo who you couldn't try to keep. So I think this is a bad bad move and I might even I'm not going to give it an F, so I'm giving it a D. Dill. That's a good point. I'm passing it to you big D for the D here. Like if it was mm-hmm. a just straight up this was the deal, and Victor Oladipo didn't want to be there. I could be like, okay, that's all right. You know, maybe it's a C, C plus. I guess you get off the money. You got you going to for agency, but because that's like the biggest thing you really got besides some picks and James Harden deal, it's 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 just a bad bad look. Looking back on the Harden deal, that's a really good point you make. You know, you should have. <laughs> Should have hopefully gotten more if that was one of the huge pieces. Like, why don't you try to sneak, like, Kendrick Nunn back or Duncan Robinson? Like, just one young guy who's worth something. Tyler Hero. Yeah. RJ, you could have done it to the Nuggets and gotten RJ Hampton. You know, like... I, I I don't know if that's... I don't know, like, I don't know if that's on the table, but I'm just saying... He could have done it to the Celtics and gotten Jeff Teague. <laughs> <laughs> so, just poor. Rockets are bad. I want to say also, 
There's a rumor going around they're not going to, but they were going to buy out John Wall. So it's like, what the heck were they? What are they doing? But they they're not going to do that. So. But even the thought of it, it's just like you guys are. You guys are on something. Dill. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so I think that the Heat. I'm gonna give them. A B. Yeah. Because the upside versus downside of, of what you gave up and everything like that. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't think you lose a lot with those players. I mean, Kelly Olenek's actually played well for them in the playoffs and yeah. overall since he's been with them. So he's that's not a surprise that he was waived or is going to be waived. I could, I like, like, I'd like to see the Celtics maybe swoop in on a buyout. Yeah, I mean, he was with them. Right? Yeah, right before. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe bring him home. Um, and he's just like another big. He, he does play solid basketball. I mean, he's a stretch. He can shoot at, at times where he's he's pretty good from outside. So I'd give them a B. Yeah. I think that this uh, Victor's injury is a two-plus year before you really start to get back to it. It's been two years. So I think that the only thing is his contract expires this year, right? Yeah. That's what I was double-checking before. So it's going to be tough for them to make that decision at the end of the year. Okay, like... Do we believe in him? So I think this is a good little period for them to kind of evaluate what he's going to be moving forward. Yep. Um, and then for the Rockets, man, like, they are a complete... Okay, so it all started a couple years back when they couldn't beat the Warriors. How would you be a Rockets fan right now? And then you get all the way there, and then you can't hit a three, and you lose the Warriors again. That was the Spurs, right? Was it Spurs? They, Who was it? When they... Chris yeah, Paul they, got hurt. Uh, that was against the Warriors. That was against the Warriors, but they lost... They lost James Harden, Dwight Howard lost to the Spurs, I believe. Like, is what you're thinking of. Or okay. no, they lost to the Blazers, Dan Mullard. Okay. He put him out with a buzzer beater. Either way, the West, they could not get through. It's been and tough they had some for them. really good teams, and... James Harden is was a freak. They had some superstars: them. James Harden, yeah. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Like, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't get it done. And then you've seen. I got Christian how it Wood. Like he's them. nice, but yeah, he's but yeah. But in comparison, no. John Wall, he's all right, but come on, like yeah. it's just like they just had the MVP. They let him go for freaking yeah. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk in a first round swap. I'll give him a D minus. And obviously, some other first round picks. Come on. They yeah. could have gotten Karis LeVert. Spencer Dinwiddie. Who's money? Yeah. He's so good. I mean, it's going to be a couple of years before they're even it's just somewhat in contention, maybe. Tough. Like, for playoffs, that is. They're, I think the Kings. I think they've easily vaulted to, like, <laughs> hard, like, toughest fan base right now. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Maybe Timberwolves. Yeah, dude, Timberwolves. No, dude, dude. Freaking trash. Anthony Edwards is... Yeah, and the Ant-Man is kind of going off a little bit with some 40 burgers. That's kind of got to be yeah. a little bit exciting. He's, he's a shining light for the Timberwolves, at least. That like, hey, Pistons is tough. Shine. Stones is tough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Stones have some Stones. It's bad. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to the next deal here. I think this one... Could be interesting here come playoff time. 
George Hill traded to the 76ers. 76ers get George Hill. The Thunder receive Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, and two first-round picks. Dill, I'll let you go first here. What do you think about this trade? I know you're a big Sixers guy, so that's why I want to let you chat about them. All right, so this – I don't think this was a good move at all. I think George Hill – What? Dude, he – I just – Hit a free throw, George Hill. Hit a free throw. Oh, my God. Um, Here we go. Your old grudges. Dude, because it... it Dude, he's a really good three-point shooter, though. Decent defender. For all that they gave up, two first rounds, Who do you, two players... Tell me about Tony Bradley and Ter- Terrence Ferguson. What do you know about I'm that? saying... Just tell me what you know about him. and two picks Dude, for a guy that you who's know. not clutch. He doesn't have to be clutch. I don't know. I, I'm saying for the 76ers. Well, yeah, just go ahead and time out. It's freaking Conference of Champions, UCLA. Doge, are you live? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm streaming, so I'm not quite what, how many? Live, how many seconds are you? I'll just leave it then. You, t- you announce what you've got when you're done, because there's still some time left on ours. So. 6.8. Alabama's shooting a free throw right now. Okay. Missed it. UCLA gets the board. Fouled him, 4.2. Yep, that's where we are. So. Okay. Okay. Exciting. 76ers, I would give a C+. Plus. Oh, my God. In the Thunder. Dude, you're going to rue this. I would give a C+. Plus. The Thunder. i got to pull that stat up. What, with 25 picks now? And he had so many picks. They have so many picks. But. I think George Hill's a really nice player, dude. Uh, like, for the Sixers who don't have, like, any point guard play, really. Tyrese Maxey's out there, yeah. But I think George Hill could be nice in some of the matchups that they have against some of these guards. Oklahoma City Thunder now have 17 first-round picks in the next seven drafts. Bonkers. Yeah. I'm not I mean, saying, are, like, this is, like... assets. Yes. So I think for them, that's good. I think, yeah. I thought the Thunder did all right. Tony Bradley's actually really nice. He's a big center. He's young. Terrence Ferguson, I believe, already was on the Thunder. So, and he was in the um, Al Orford trade. So he's just back. Anybody named Terrence, I'm in on. Oh, okay. Huge. So, and anybody mm-hmm. named George Hill, I'm out on. George Hill is a quality three-point shooter, quality defender. I think he will be in the playoff rotation for Doc in some way, shape, or form. This is a decent pickup. I will say a B-minus for the Sixers. And a B for the Thunder. They get more picks. Some young guys. Doge, what do you think? I'd say it's a B for the Sixers. Um... Just whoa! I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't get to see the play. I just see Dill's reaction, and then I have to look over to the side of the TV. But anyhow, I think it's a, I think it's a B for the Sixers. George Hill, um, you know, I think he's a good guard that, like Chief said, can hit the three ball. Are you watching, Doge? Are they, are they about to bang this? Are you watching, Doge? 
There's point four left on the clock. The neighbors are going crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're an Alabama fan or what. They must be. Or if there's something else going Dude, on over there. That is March Madness, bro. This has been a good game. Unbelievable. I So I'm torn because I want Alabama to win because of my back bracket. But like at the same time, no one's really going to have UCLA. Right. But I like watching this UCLA team. Dude, they're fun to watch. Like, dang, they're fun to watch. Yakis? It's my boy. What was the over-under for this game? Do you know? I'm not sure, but I bet it, they've hit the over. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I thought I just heard my neighbors yelling, we we got the over or something on that shot. <laughs> there you go. Dude, if that was the over on it. Oh, I heard my. the word over. I don't know if that was it or not, but that was wild. Um, Dude, that is, whoo. This is exciting. Sorry, yeah, 65-65, UCLA, Bama, crazy. There we um, go. Go ahead, Dash. Sorry. The George Hill. Yes. I, I like the addition for the Sixers. Give them a guard that can actually shoot the ball. You're giving up Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, two younger guys that really don't see the court. You know, Tony Bradley, you don't need another six foot ten dude out there. You just don't. <laughs> and, you know, Terrence Ferguson, not really doing a whole lot for him anyway, so giving up, you know, a guy that scores less than a point a game and another six foot ten dude. Two picks that are going to be late first-rounders anyway. Yep. Like, you know, so it's it's not like it's going to be those are going to be some young stud picks, but, you know, get a guy that's going to come in and actually play minutes for you that can put in quality guard minutes. And like you said, T, a decent shooter, quality defender. I think that's a good addition. So I like it for, for the Sixers. I'll give them a B. Thunder, I'm actually going to give a B plus. And it's not because I believe Terrence Ferguson and Tony Bradley are saving the day, but no. their whole goal is to rebuild. They got two first-rounders out of it and two guys that are 23. Yep. So, you know, young guys, if you're trying to, you know, tank and rebuild, you know, get some guys, make them prove themselves. Prove yourself minutes, baby. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not like George Hill was going to, take the Thunder to the promised land, and they actually got, you know, a couple picks and a few young guys that they can try to work around. So I think that's good value for the Thunder as well. I think I'll give them a B plus. So I think that your neighbors were cheering on the fact that they might be able to get the over because the oh, over okay. is 145. Wow. Oh, wow. So they need 16 points in overtime. Oh, so they need overtime is what they're cheering for. Though. Correct. There you go. <laughs> Good for them. Maybe oh, they, just, they might have just been saying it's not over. Yeah. Like maybe, a, yeah. You know, we'll like maybe people, it's for big bracket money. We'll let the people uh, from the pod listen in on it because it was pretty clear. Yeah. This is wild. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so, so... George Hill also on. hasn't played since January. Hold on. Hold on. That's because the Thunder won't try to tank, so why they play a veteran? And I want to say something else here. This gives the 76ers a guy... Who can actually shoot the ball and dribble the ball at the end of a playoff game? So Ben Simmons can be off the ball if they want, or he can be on the ball and George Hill can just be in the corner waiting to shoot like another shooter because they didn't like don't they have they don't really have that. I guess they have Seth Curry as well, so their lineup can shoot. So put him on the block and make him, you know, do that, and then Embiid can be at the top of the key or something. Williams who contemplated retirement, little Lou Williams lemon pepper. 
and two second round picks. And then Rajon Rondo just going to the Clippers there. So I like the deal. I mean, um, it's not any kind of blockbuster trade deal, but no. Um, no. I like it for, for both teams, really. Um, yep. But uh, I think I like it for the Hawks just a little bit more. Tough part is I just I think if it, when it comes to personal preference, T and I had this kind of back and forth a few days ago, but I think I prefer Lou Williams over Rondo, having one to the other. And <laughs> I know I'm going to hear the other side of it here soon, but Lou just this year um, especially has been able to put in, you know, just on pretty similar minutes, you know, more points. He's not going to be the same type of, like, role player, you know, facilitator that Rondo is, so I get that. But you don't necessarily need that when you've got Trey with the ball um, in Atlanta. So I feel like Lou Williams kind of playing off ball, you know, going to be a good bench guy for him. Um, so sitting at, you know, right around 500 right now, maybe he's the piece that they kind of need to – to just be a good veteran role player for that team to, to push them into that playoff role. I think they were sitting in the seventh seed last I saw, but I don't know if that's changed. Um, but Rondo going to the Clippers, he's back in L.A., just on the other side. Um, I do think he is going to play a solid role, a um, little backup guard, being able to, like I said, facilitate the ball. Um, you know, when they when they bring in that second squad, when he gets into those secondary minutes. So um, he will be a good veteran for them when they get into the playoffs having him in that role. Obviously, Lou Williams was a good veteran as well, but Rondo has a little bit more winning playoff experience. So um, I do like it for both sides. I'd say for the Hawks, give them a B plus. For the Clippers, give them a B. Yep, I'm with you, Doge. I think this is kind of a double win here. Um, Lou Williams is perennially an awful playoff defender so to get him off the Clippers I think will be huge for them while he is a nice 20 point walking bucket I think even when he's 65 he'll be able to run and pick and like roll real nice and smooth and get you 20 points so I think that'll be really nice for the Hawks to have in the playoffs just somebody who can come in and kind of calm it down if Trey's like not you know doing so hot or some of these other guys aren't going whereas Rondo might not be able to do that as much for you but Rondo is a really, really good defender and a smart cerebral player and can really calm down things, I think, when the Clippers are in a moment of, like, what the heck is kind of going on when Paul George might be hitting the side of the backboard. Like, Rondo is going to be yelling at people, being like, I've been here, I've won championships before for the two biggest franchises, you know, in like, sports potentially. Even You know, obviously some there's some bigger ones, but for the Lakers and the Celtics, so... You know, he's been there and he just was there and he was really good in the playoffs, whereas Lou Williams was not great in the playoffs. So I think the Clippers add a really nice veteran player who can help them in the playoffs. And the the Hawks actually add a nice veteran player who can help them in the playoffs too, who's from Atlanta. So it might be nice to have a little like hometown guy as well there. So I think a B and a B. Double B there. Dill, what do you got for this trade? Uh, I'm looking at it as Lou Williams swapped with Raja. Like, I mean, the two second round picks. Yeah, the picks like, are whatever to yeah. me. So, I think that respectively, they're actually both really, they're just better fits on each team. I think that the Hawks are a little bit more chaotic defensively, and that kind of fits and aligns with Lou Williams that, you know, that's not their forte, if you will. Mm-hmm. They're going to score a lot of points. 
Um, whereas the Clippers, um, I think that Rajon Rondo just the, he's the kind of piece that I could see them advancing further because of. You know what I mean? Like he's going to get those two or three timely steals in a playoff series where it's like, man, like there's an extra possession there, and then you give it to Kawhi or Paul George, who's having a hell of a year. It's like, oh my. Dude, my boy Yaquez is just killing He's, it in overtime. With Yuzang being out, Yaquez is just going on, obviously. And they just hit the over. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I would say for the Clippers, I would give this a B plus, And for the Hawks, I'll give it a B. So, yeah, everybody giving it pretty average trades. This, I think this will be good for This everybody. is a good yeah. trade. It's just yeah, like, just okay. good swap. Good swap. Everybody everybody wins here, I think. Lou Williams, I think time was up with the Clippers as well. Yeah. Kind of deal. Obviously, Rondo not making the impact for the Hawks. So, All right, last one here before we go into halftime. I think this one is actually a pretty decent one, especially to round it out. Came in late on the ticker, too. So trade was trade uh, trade key was full, I guess, at the NBA, so a lot of them came in a little bit late. Um, like my boy Tice being traded. Uh, just quick shouts out there. Um, real big Celtic, was a big fan of his. He's going to be nice on the Bulls. I think he'll be a nice bench guy along with Fooch there. Little pick and pop with him and Levine could be nice, but we're not gonna get into that trade. We're going Mavericks getting JJ Redick and Nico Melli, only giving up James Johnson, Wes Iwundu, and a second round pick. Dill, what do you think about this trade? Okay, for the Mavs, they've been just off this year. Yeah, but they've. They're starting of, to they're starting to get it a little bit. Doncic yeah, has been rolling. They've flattened it out. Um, they've kind of been in an upward trend. Uh, JJ is just a, a solid guy. Good locker room. He can hit his shots. He's going to hit his free throws. Yep. I'm a big free throw guy, and then a younger guy in Nico. Um, I would say this is a this is a B for them. Mm-hmm. Not really, in my opinion, giving up a whole lot. And for the Pelicans, I, I don't know, like, if it's just because I don't know these guys very well and I'm like, I don't see the puzzle fitting, uh, I'm going to go with, like, a C. Like, I, I mean, the, the two, or the second round pick, like, whatever, again, kind of irrelevant. Um, so f- the two players that were lost and two players gained, like, I, I don't know what they really got from those guys yeah i'm not really sure what the pelicans yeah like i don't get i don't really get this for them like i think it's c's being generous i would call it a d okay without a doubt so, like my yeah. i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna call i'm going i'm calling this an f jj reddick zion like one two punch was really nice so i don't know why you get rid of that nico melly was really nice for them a, a shooter like when like helped them play small, which I think was like underrated piece as well. James Johnson's is a small forward who I don't know why you'd add him. Wesley Wundu, I don't know much about. He's a young forward, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and a second round pick, which really means nothing. So, to me, it seems like the Mavericks fleeced him here, at like getting a guy in JJ Redick who's just going to be much better than I think he was on the Pelicans, because he's just going to be open with Doncic being able to drive and kick like he always does. Like, kind of, you know how, like, Seth Curry was just a beast last year on the Mavs? Like, 
Yeah. That's going to be J.J. Redick. And Nico Melli is going to be, like, just in the corner shooting, kind of like P.J. Tucker-esque, I think, for them. Maybe not starting-wise, but he's going to be really nice. So I think this is an A-plus for the Mavs because they gave up nothing, added, like, really good pieces that can potentially start for them or, like, really make an impact in the playoffs. And the Pelicans, I'm giving an F. Complete fleecing. Doge, what do you think? I like the trade for the Mavs. I do. Um, you know, Nico Melli, sure, he, he's fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent. But the addition of J.J. Redick, like you said, T, a veteran that can come in and shoot the ball, um, I mean, that's a great addition for them, I believe. So getting him you know, back over to Dallas is a, a good move for them. Um, and like you said, T, they gave up James Johnson, West Wundu, who both – really don't do a whole lot of anything and you know to <laughs> send them over to the Pelicans. I don't I don't get it for the Pelicans. I really just don't. Okay. So very rare very rarely do you get both of the best players in a trade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I was wondering like maybe I just was missing a, a piece here where I was like, oh yeah, James Johnson uh, Yeah, okay, like no. you just hadn't heard about Wesley Wundu. Yeah, yeah like he's just like fucking <laughs> peace. Like No. No, dude. No. So. For the Mavs, I like it. I'll give them a. I'll give them a B plus. For the Pelicans, it's a. It's a D. It's bad. It's not good. It's bad. All right, boys. Let's uh. Let's chop it up into halftime here. That's gonna end our trade special. We had a lot of grades to give out there. We got to go back and uh, you know, check it out. A couple buyouts. Let's just do them real quick before we go into it. Andre Drummond to the Lakers. What would you give that grade? Doge, you first. For the Lakers, I like it. Um, I think it's huge. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'd give him an, I'd give it that an A. a yeah, I'd say like a B plus, probably. A plus, for sure. Wow. A plus. I mean, like, you can go fair enough. No, it's huge. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. If you wanted those two. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean they can and go AD, ginormous, and if AD's like going to be hurt for a little bit, like yeah, he can be an okay substitute. It's not going to be replacing him. Hypothetically, dude, you could run KCP, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, and go like just ginormous. Right, that's what I'm saying. Massive, ginormous. You could probably even go. Maybe, I don't know, Braun, Kuz, THT, AD, Drummond, just Mega, Megatron. I think it's good for him. Either way, it's big for Drummond. Finally I think it'll be big on for a Drummond. good team. Big for Drummond, I think. Big for Drummond. Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge to the Nets. Ugh. Dill doesn't like him, or he no. does like it. Obviously, it's just like how a do plus, they keep... a plus. Those huge pickups for them. I think. Yeah, like how do they keep getting? They're these not going to be maybe huge game changers per se, but those guys are super smart players. They can both pass. They can both kind of shoot. and They can both play on the post. So, I mean, unless unless you're relying on them a bunch, these are both huge pickups. I think it's an A for both of them. Doge. I agree. A's for both. Um, huge veteran additions. Guys that'll give them a little bit more length that they've been kind of missing since uh, since they <coughs> got rid of Jared Allen. So, um, you know, obviously they're not going to be playing the five, but it does give them a little bit more 
big man ball that they can kind of utilize. Um, and, I mean, hey, they're putting them around some other serious stars too, so I just think it's great additions for, for both of those guys and the team. I think so too, for sure. Just like they're going to probably be small ball fives and just be bodies against some of those bigger guys, but they're smart players, like I said. Dill, what do you think about these? Yeah, A's as well. I mean, when you look down at somebody's bench and you have those two guys instead of yeah. Nico Melli and James Johnson-esque people. Yeah. Like, in the playoffs, it's going to be huge. Uh, just having guys who, like, you can put into key spots. I think Steve Nash is going to find a way to do that. So For sure. Their lineups can be wild, like some of the ones they could run. Yeah. It could be just absurd. And, like, once they get KD back... And, like, you want to talk about, like... Oof. oof. You, like, grab someone who was, like, in a coma for five years, and you wake them up, and they're like, oh, dude, who's on the Nets? And you're like, dude, let me tell you. It's Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, if he, like, is able to come back. Like, they're stacked up. Nicholas Claxton, Bruce Bowen, who's been a monster this year. Like... Come on, dude. God, yeah. Golly. They're on fire. Um, Last one that hasn't happened, but expected to. Austin Rivers to the Bucks. Could be a nice piece. Could be a nice piece for them. He's a really good guard, so I think that could be really nice for them. And he's like, he can hit big buckets, so mm-hmm. that could be big for the Bucks. If it does happen... We'll give it a grade, but we'll just hint at it now. So a little juice for you if you're if you're listening, and it hasn't happened. Maybe it already has, and you're like, "Well, that's old news." In that case, then I was right. So good for me. <laughs> Let's move into halftime, boys. Doge, I'm kicking it right back to you. Where can we find the clubhouse specific social media stuff? You can find us on Facebook at the Clubhouse, and on Twitter and Instagram. Same handles here, clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. There you go. There you go. I like <laughs> it. <clears throat> Big deal. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network? Specific stuff. Yeah. So, Facebook? Yeah. The Cheap Seats Network? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And on Twitter... Yep. At yep. the underscore cheap underscore seats. Yeah. And since we had a lot of transactions that we just went through, what do you think SN stands for? This makes sense, and I gave you a hint just a second ago. Shifting names. Um. Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Doge, don't give me that look, dude. I'm uh, trying I mean, to get better at my hints. Be, mine was going to be swapping names. Ooh. So I already know that that's not it, the way that you reacted yep, to Yeah, exactly. Okay, everything... Everything that you buy or that you purchase has a serial number. SN stands for serial number. Okay. 
on yep. everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They probably likely have like an NBA player ID thing that will, you know. Sure. Maybe not humans, but that's why I was saying products. Uh, how about a cheeseburger? Yeah, probably would. Like eventually. You got a serial number on the cheeseburger? <laughs> yeah, because it has some sort of code you to gotta it. Got to ring it up. Though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know about you. It you're not gonna like scan it though. Yeah. You know. Okay. Even just to your point, Dill, you're right. Not humans, and that's what we were just talking about. So. No, right. We were talking about transactions. Speaking about humans, speaking about some good transactions, we've been doing a couple transactions with Platinum Digital Solutions. These guys have been doing some good ads for us. They've been pumping out some graphics. They're working on some other special stuff for us, so stay tuned for that. Um, And you know what? I just want to give our buddy Jared a shout-out. We had a little meeting with him down in Florida. We got together for a little dinner. Little uh, meeting of the minds, if you will. Uh, Dill was there as well, so very exciting uh, to talk about what we might have planned in the future with these guys. So give them a follow, give them a shout out. Platinum Digital Solutions. They're our friends. They're down in Florida, but they're doing business all over the country. So I know we can all say that they've been doing good stuff for us, and uh, everybody give them a shout out for sure, or give them a look. But moving on, third quarter, Doge. Let's catch up on the madness. Hey, we're catching it up. So, obviously, our last pod we had where we built our brackets, um, a lot of things have changed since then. So, you know, a lot of unexpected results so far, some big seeds making some big runs. Um, what team has you guys the most excited throughout the tourney? What's the most exciting team to watch? And what has the best storyline? So, Bill, I'll go ahead and jump to you first, friend. Okay, so you're saying best storyline? Yeah, or just most, most exciting, exciting first. To watch. Most exciting to watch, dude. I honestly like. I'm all in on after I was hating them. After we were all hating them, <laughs> the Mick Cronin Bruins, man. Oh my gosh, it's so after. Funny. Okay, I will say after I saw we're, them play we're Michigan a classic, State, classic hater, a classic hater. But a classic hater would not appreciate what they've done. I am doing that, okay? I think he would, because he'd flip. He'd be like, oh, dude, I don't never, I'm never going to say no. I guess you're admitting it. But By I, that I standard, can't. that means I'll be rooting for the 76ers in the playoffs, supposedly. No, so, no, no. Or the Come Bucks. On. Come on, now. This is... Okay, I so... <laughs> Sheesh. Um, watching the, the first four game with them in Michigan State... I have loved uh, Yaquez, Jaime Yaquez Jr., I believe. Jr., ever since I saw him play. And again, dude, he's just lighting up. He, he Their doesn't... guard's really good, too. I think Campbell is his name. Yeah, the little guy, the yeah. point guard. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're fun to watch, And Juzang is really, I mean, yeah. So, they're fun. Uh, Alabama was really fun because they were just wet ball nation. But they're not in anymore. So, other than UCLA, I have one more that I'm I'm gonna throw out there that I like watching Arkansas. Mm. They are fun to watch. Razorbacks. Uh, what's his name? Matt Moody. No, no, no. Max no. Moody. It's the Northern Kentucky grad transfer. 
Yeah, not, I don't know. Jeez. The guy that was from Ohio, man. I'm not going to... I don't... Um, okay. What? Wow. I don't know that. We were talking about it all day yesterday. What? What's his freaking name, dude? It's like... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to look it up. Anyway, Arkansas is really fun to watch, too. And they had some really good defensive uh, battles in that game yesterday where they just, like, grinded it out. And even though they're a high-scoring team, um, they didn't really have it yesterday a whole lot, but they found a way to kind of keep themselves in the game. Um, So I would say UCLA and Arkansas are my two favorites to watch so far. I'm glad that you saved Davion Mitchell and the Baylor Bears for me because, oh, my God, are they the most exciting team, I think, to watch. Gonzaga, maybe a close second because they just have been dominating. But Baylor, their defense just gets going. Their hands are all over the place. They're throwing alley-oops. They're shooting big threes. They're making big jams. seems like everybody can kind of handle a bit on their team. So I would say Baylor would be my team that I would say most exciting throughout the tourney so far. Um, Doge, what about you? I am with you on this one, T. Yes. I knew going in that, that Baylor was going to be, you know, really exciting, probably going to make a deep run. Right. Um, they've backed that up. Uh, I really love what they've been doing. If I had to pick, you know, more of a more of a storyline, it is kind of a, a double double duty here of the Conference of Champions deep seed run of Oregon State and UCLA. Mm-hmm. 11 seed, 12 seed, respectively. Well, sorry, UCLA, 11 seed, 12 seed, Oregon State. Um, both making it into the Elite Eight. Really impressive runs by them. Now, either USC or Oregon going to be another Pac-12 team making it in. Yep. So there will be three teams in the Elite Eight. So uh, pretty cool storyline for them. Um, not a lot of incredibly high seeds coming out of that conference, but they all made the run. So um fun stuff to see them continue on and, and perform and uh we'll see where it goes but yeah the most exciting team to watch i gotta agree T. it's it's baylor for me Devonte davis moses moody and the guy i was bringing up jalen tate those three oh, jalen tate yeah he dude, was a beast yeah i cannot remember That's his first name i thought it was jalen because i was thinking but... of moody i was like dude he's not from ohio so i was like dude you got me so lost with who we're talking no, no, no. about here the yeah, lefty, Tate, the lefty, sure. Devontae uh, Davis is yeah, the one weird. that I was talking about yesterday. I really liked some of the stuff he did in the game. But, yeah, dude, lefties are just fun to watch because they got, like, a funky little shot sometimes. It's just funny. I don't want to go on a, like, huge tangent, but, like, it's just funny that, like, last year, like, we didn't get this, like, little, like, who's, like, some of these guys have, like, made themselves so much money, like, yeah. this past, but, like, Ace Miss... For Oral Roberts, nice. like he's gonna be a probably lottery pick. He's such a scorer. Davion Mitchell, like I mentioned too, I don't know where he was projected, but he seems to just elevate his game in some of these bigger games. And I think he's a great player. Um, like yeah, Jalen Tate. I know his brother Jay Sean plays for the Rockets right now. Like, not that he didn't have some stock, but that's probably going up. Moody as well. Well, like Yaquez, I don't know where the heck he, heck he was, but like, I'm sure you got to consider him. That guy for uh, Loyola Chicago, Crutwig, like, he, like obviously he probably jumped his stock. So 
it's just cool to see like how much the tournament can influence you because like this is such a huge stage and like these games are like back to back and mean a lot too so um <clears throat> what's the next what do we got next though sorry for going a little cheap. Hey, no no worries um so how first off how are you guys brackets doing are there any pools where you guys actually are gonna win i think dilly you're you're leading our our club i was gonna say give the clubhouse update because it was for like a while it was like me dill dill the our like collective clubhouse podcast one and then the next one was like a fan okay just hilarious so clubhouse podcast is currently in the lead <laughs> so the one that we did together that's so funny <laughs> um you gotta beat the clubhouse Come hey on. you can't beat us we have uh jared of <laughs> oh platinum PDN. digital yeah we have him at number two uh, sweet heck yeah so he might be getting the merch Sherb, Colin. Colin Sherburn, shouts out at the lake, yeah. He's uh, third. I'm tied for third uh, with Bank Sinatra. And then fifth, Tank Sinatra. (laughs) Um, So we're at 580 points for the clubhouse, 560 in second, 540 in third, and 530 in fifth. So Tej. Yep. Uh... Your Illinois bracket's done, but your other one, Gonzaga, is a uh, tie for seventh with five people at five ten. And uh, Doji, you're you're currently in twelfth right now at five hundred. So you're sixty points behind the closest person. But you have Baylor and they have Gonzaga, so that could be a. Uh, that could be a flip there, depending on who wins the championship. <clears throat> Definitely could be a flip. I was leading there for a while and in a good percentile, but yeah, like you, it's, would... it's came down to earth a little bit here with some of the <laughs> the upsets, which is a bummer. But that's all right. It was funny. Like it was... I'm still in the lead though in my acapella group open fifth bracket. So sure. shouts out to all you fools that are listening. Ready to collect that cash, hopefully, if the Gonzaga Bulldogs win. So I'm rooting hard for Gonzaga here to come through. Sure. There Doge. you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much out of my bracket pool, but I didn't realize you guys were doing two. I only did the one. That was foolish of me. So, yeah, hey, you get two chances, you might as well take them, you know? Hey, I I guess so. I hey, guess some so. guys are one bracket. Like, you're like Mike Golick, the bracket of integrity. Just one bracket. <laughs> the bracket of integrity. Shouts. I don't know. Because, well, like, I guess... So, no integrity on this. Like I used to watch that show all the time when I was growing up as a kid. And they do Golik would do his one bracket of integrity, and Greenberg would fill out like fifteen or sixteen different brackets and like all these different things. And Golik would just fill out the same one the whole time and submit that into all his different challenges. And then they do all these crazy like things that they hated like when they won, like won or lost. Like I remember Golik had to eat like blazing hot like super hot wings one time and like. Greeny had to milk a cow, like, live on air, which was hilarious because, like, he's a germaphobe. So, like, that was really funny. So, I don't know. Like, something like that would be funny to do as well. But, yeah, he'd, like, Doge's little bl- bracket of integrity guy with just one over there. <laughs> it hasn't gone well for me so far. But I, I would bump up in the rankings a little bit if Baylor winds up getting the W, but I won't get the win. So, I'm out of it. But it kind of brings me to my next thing is that after seeing all these different teams in action, you know, are there any changes you would make in your championship predictions? I got... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, T, you got it? 
I just want to say real quick, shouts out to my boys at UC Santa Barbara. They came so <laughs> close, man. That would have been such an awesome upset. The freaking Gauchos, man. The Gauchos did not upset me. And I want to stand. I stand by that take that they should have been a little bit deeper run. They looked good. Shouts out to the Bobcats. That was a sweet run. Hey, I'm telling you, um, Preston, like it was awesome out there. Um, for I, I'm not going to change any championship picks. I think it is going to be probably Baylor Gonzaga. Maybe like Michigan will probably be in the final four there. I thought Illinois was going to be in. Obviously, they're not. So. Yeah, dude, they got busted, man. Yeah, they got um, they got smoked. Loyola Chicago just completely <laughs> shut them down, which is wild. Like yeah. that was that was wild. I don't think any honestly, other than maybe a couple people, I don't think anybody saw that matchup going the way it did. No. Um. No, I, I'm still sticking with Gonzaga, man. And it's really funny because the guy who's in second place right now in the paid league I'm in. Has Gonzaga beating Ohio State fifty four to fifty in the final? <laughs> that is a That's low scoring a game. Oh, shout out to Zach. Scoring. Shouts out to Zach. Low scoring. Um, no, dude. So, T, you were saying Gonzaga or Baylor, though? Yeah, I okay. think I think they're they're both just so good and so versatile that it's gonna be that like when one of those main guys isn't scoring, like whether it's Suggs or Mitchell, and they've got like some of these other backup guys that can really go off as well. So I think Gonzaga and Baylor is going to be the tough. I think uh, Michigan has been really good, so I think they'll probably make it to the Final Four. And then um, Houston probably as well. If you had to pick one team to win it, who are you picking now? I think Baylor looks really... I would like one Gonzaga to win for bracket purposes. But I think Baylor looks really good, man. I think they're, they're going to be really tough to beat. But it could be Mark okay. Few's year. You never know. Dill? I'm yeah, sticking with the Zags. Yeah, man. They, they're just clinical on offense. They, and they, they do just beat the heck out of people. <laughs> like, the game today didn't seem close at all, you know, towards the end of the first half, the entire second half. Like, they're just and they were sloppy today too, and they still won by what eighteen I think or whatever it was. I thought they won by like on Creighton. Oh, I thought they won by like a lot more. No, because their season average of uh, defeat I think was twenty three or twenty four. If I'm maybe wrong on that, but it was like plus twenty points. And they only had oh one, yeah, it's eighteen. I did my math wrong. I looked at it. They only had one game all year that they won by less than ten, and that was against West Virginia. So, I mean, I think that maybe if it is a close game that they're vulnerable because uh, they don't know how to play in those tight, you know, one-possession games. A minute left, they're down one. Sure. Like, what are they going to do in those critical moments that some of these teams that are struggling to kind of get through the, the tournament, uh, they're going to have already gone through that adversity. I think that could be something that plays a factor. But honestly, man, like, I really liked Houston and their defense. Like, I... I I'm a big fan of them, and I think that if Baylor struggles from the outside like they did against Villanova, that Houston could look pretty good in that matchup if they can even get through Arkansas uh, for Baylor. So I don't think it's a given. Uh, they just seem so hungry, dude. Yeah. 
No, I'm I'm sticking with Baylor in mine, I think. You know, I, I do like Gonzaga's play from what I've seen. Don't get me wrong. Them going undefeated all the way through would be pretty cool, but I picked Baylor from the start. And regardless of how crappy my bracket's been <laughs> leading up to that point, that uh, that's going to be who I'm taking here in the in the championship still is a little Baylor action. Mm. Mm-hmm. Give me the Bears. I didn't know you like Drew Scott that much more than Mark Few, man. He's dude. He's a huge Drew Scott guy. Yeah, you can see it. Big, big Drew Scott guy. Big. <laughs> no, I mean, in, in I probably made in total three different brackets, the one in ours, and then I had two in a family one that I was doing as well. And, um, yeah, I took Baylor. It's just what I was vibing. It was the, the gut feeling from the start. I got to stick with it, even though everything else is pretty much wrong to me. <laughs> it could be a good call for I sure. I mean, if that's the only gut feeling you have that works, then, you know, i got to stick with it. I guess so. <laughs> Hasn't wronged me yet. I, they, they're still in it, so okay. moving on to the Elite Eight then. Right. Okay. Definitely. All right, so we're caught up on March Madness. Obviously still a few more slots to fill uh, in the Elite Eight. Here are the teams that have moved on. Um, Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Arkansas, Houston, Oregon State. So, uh, well, I guess UCLA now. So, yeah, one yep. more spot to fill. Sorry. The winner of the USC-Oregon game tonight. So yep. that's going on right now as we record. And uh, then we'll have our Elite Eight filled out. Yep. Should be good stuff. Games are tomorrow, too. Yeah. Tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. And then there's Saturday. And then there Monday. So we're wrapping up pretty soon. It's going to be very exciting. Yes. Three days Sorry. left. So who do you think will be in the Final Four, I guess, then, real quick, since we have our Elite Eight, for the most part? If I, yeah, if I had to guess. We obviously were thinking Baylor-Gonzaga, I think. You said maybe Arkansas, Dill, though. Is that? Yeah, I don't think that Baylor's a gimme. Doge and I have gimmies for Baylor, I think. So that outvotes my Arkansas potential pick. I think it's, uh, it's going to be Houston... Arkansas, Michigan looked really good. Michigan and Gonzaga. Yeah. What if it's just USC, UCLA, Oregon State, and and Arkansas, Baylor, Arkansas? Yeah, just like <laughs> Pac-12 and somebody else. Uh, I think it's gonna be Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor. And Houston, I think the Pac-12 comes to an end here in the in the, the wow. eight. So I'm sticking with the three one seeds that are remaining as well: T, Michigan, Gonzaga, Baylor. But I'm taking the Beavers on a flyer Ooh, to come like out. And You're going to be disappointed four. tomorrow, Doge. <laughs> Kelvin Sampson has the Cougars. And their defense, Oregon State might not even score 55 tomorrow. I mean, hey, Syracuse did only score, what, like 45, 48, 49, something like that. 49, I think. Buddy Beheim. Yeah, so they locked down one 11 seed. Now they've got to play a 12 seed. So bring it on, Beavers. I'm taking the flyer. Hopefully this gut feeling's right. 
<laughs> Conference of Champions. There we go. Okay. Get to go. Make a run. Well, that's all I've got. We're caught up on the madness. We'll see how the final four wraps up this week. Bingo, for cool. sure. Dill. We got a little fourth quarter action here. Give us a little uh Yeah. MLB love here. Yeah. We're, so, as we're deep deep in the pod. As uh as we discussed a little bit on a few pods ago, uh April first includes matchups for every single MLB team. I'm excited. Which is uh which is unlike most years in the past. Pretty much every year before, as far as in my lifetime that I know, there's a staggered uh, opening day, but for this year, it's all on one day. So <clears throat> it's pretty hoping cool. To, hoping to do maybe a little opening day pod, you know, potentially something could be at least maybe while we're watching some. It might yeah, not be just like a little live reaction. Would like to get to the game, but tickets are a little, a little high. Yeah, yeah. And with COVID, you got to buy four. You can't like. Do like a less combo, so that's a bummer. Or they're just twice as expensive, just to bump yeah, the price sit, up. So right, you have to buy the full pod. <laughs> yeah. So with that, um, bummer. I guess which matchup, either between teams or maybe starting pitching, that you guys are you know looking forward to on on Thursday, April first. Are there any games that you're even looking forward to? Outside of your team, the Reds. Um. Okay, I was gonna say obviously the Reds. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try to find all these different matchups. Who do the Astros play, and will there be fans booing them? Because I'd be interested in just like tuning in for that audio, just the audio. So the Astros are playing the Athletics. Probably ten not. o'clock on ESPN. So we could watch that. I just don't think there'll be fans there. Likely. Zach Granke's getting the hill. Where are the Blue Jays playing this year? I'm interested in them. They got a lot of signings. I'd like to watch them opening day. See if they're the real deal. Same with the Mets. Little Lindor opening day would be nice. Sorry so to pull that scab off there, Dill. They're getting uh, they're getting the Yankees day one with uh, Ryu from Blue the, Jays. Yeah, from the Dodgers versus wow. uh, Garrett Cole. Oh man, sign me up for that. That's got to be on ESPN, right? One o'clock ESPN. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, I can tell you one game I'm not looking forward to is the Go Orioles-Red Sox. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. Red Sox, I don't think the Orioles are going to be one of the worst teams again this year. And the Red Sox are going to be right there with them because they got rid of a bunch of people. Probably won't be great. Yeah, I, I could, I could um, see that. Is Barr, where's, where's he starting? Or no, Probably Kershaw. Yeah, so Dodgers-Rockies. going to be nasty all weekend. I'm I'm really not looking forward to the Rays Marlins. I mean, like other than being a Tampa fan, but yeah, I wouldn't want want to tune into that. Um, I, I would say Mets Nationals to be honest. Yes, that's a good game. I'm looking yes, forward to for sure. Uh, Degrom versus Scherzer in that one. The other that I'm intrigued by is the White Sox Angels game. Okay, and tell me why. Um, White Sox had a hell of a year last year. They added some some key pieces, and I think that the Angels need to make a run for Albert's last year. And being a Joe Madden fan, so okay, okay, I could see it. I could see it. I could see it. <clears throat> Is there any game 
that piques your interest. Who's starting for San Diego? I'm looking right now. Because that's who I was I, just about to say. You. I'm see the Padres. You, Darvish. Oh, you. Yep. Versus Madison Bumgarner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. You, Darvish versus Bumgarner is a cool matchup. I yeah, agree. Slam Diego, too. It's just going to be nice. Yeah. Exactly. Besides my obvious wanting to watch the Reds game against the Cardinals. Big time rivalry. With, but they have a I, big addition, Cardinals, the Arenado. Yeah, so... Huge. That's that's kind of something that uh, I was going to jump into a little bit, but we can just kind of skip yeah. over to that. Um, so as far as like some uh, same face but new place, Ooh. just some key, I guess, additions, um, either through trade or free agency. I'll just kind of go through a couple of these. Yeah, and just rip them, rip them down. We well, mentioned a couple, but yeah, go ahead. So my question after this is, which edition looks, you know, appealing, or are you guys intrigued by the most? So, Jackie Bradley Jr. to the Brewers, Andrew Benintendi to the Royals, good old Reds guy Adam Duvall to the Marlins. Big Slugger, D.H., Chris Davis to the Rangers. Elvis Andrews, shortstop to the A's. Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. Dexter Fowler to the Angels. Mm-hmm. Chris Archer back mm-hmm. to the Rays. Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. Boo. Jesus. Boo. Jock, the Jock Peterson to the Cubs. Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the Mets. Carlos Santana to the Royals. George Springer to the Blue Jays. Longtime Boston Red Sox. John Lester to the Nationals. Brantley to Blue Jays, too. Pretty sure. You got another. I think he re-signed with the. They got one of the other Astro guys. Okay. I'll stats team it while you're. Uh, okay, so John Lester to the Nationals. Corey Kluber, previous Cy Young, going to the Yankees. Boo. Liam Hendricks just had Reliever of the Year uh, award last year for the Athletics, going to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, old. Chicago Cub, Kyle Schwarber going to the Nationals. Kyle Schwarber. This hurts my heart. Previous Tampa Bay Ray, Blake Snell to the Padres. Tough. Uh, Young starting pitcher for the Cardinals, Michael Waka moving on to the Rays. And Charlie Morton, again, break my heart, goes to the Braves. So the Rays, Rays really lost it this year, man. I mean, we we had our shot last year, and unfortunately, the analytics told Kevin Cash to pull Blake Snell in Game Seven after throwing a freaking gem. It was the person I'm thinking of who might not be, and it's totally not Michael Brantley, but that's okay. Yeah, Michael Brantley. I'm pretty sure. Francisco Liriano. 
Different, oh, totally different guy. Yeah, like pitcher. Yeah. Okay. But like used guy. to be with the Twins. Like had a killer couple yeah. of years. Yes. Okay. But either way. So of these transactions, you know, what team or what player, if you guys are a fan of any of these players and you're happy for them, um, or which team do you think really did well in the offseason? And, of course, there are a lot more, you know, names that moved and stuff like that, but these are some of the bigger names and most of the bigger names that have a new home. This is easy for me. And, and it's easy because we just missed Trevor Bauer here in Cincinnati. And good for him for going to get a ring. And it will definitely be a ring there in L.A. Because like, you just add Cy Young pitcher to that rotation. Because they can just pay for that. Because they're the Dodgers. I don't think anybody stands a chance against them. So, um, yeah, that's who I'd say is the most appealing, most intriguing. I think Arenado of the Cardinals is nice for them. I think that's a really good pickup for the the Cardinals. And um, Lindor to the Mets, nice little big face, big name for them. If they're trying to like kind of bring that back, so those are a couple couple ones that intrigue me. But the Dodgers are are coming for the repeat again, and I don't think anybody's gonna be able to stop them. So. Yeah, I, I misspoke on the Game 7. I meant to say Game 6 in the World Series. I, sure. As soon as I said it, I was like, wait, we went 7 with yeah, them? So. I think we went 6. So, um, Doge, what is uh, what is Nip saying in your ear there? Hmm? <laughs> uh, she's giving me some advice. Um, you know. No, I, I don't know. But just not with my little kitty right now. I think, That's obviously, funny. like T said... Trevor Bauer being the NL Cy Young winner, going to the Dodgers, like, that's just disgusting for them. Like T said, I mean, that, that rotation is, ugh. Stupid. <clears throat> Insane that you can just add Bauer after the season they had. But, um, Kershaw, Walker Buehler, Trevor Bauer. Right. Talk about not being able to win a series. Like, they'll be able to outstarting pitch every single team. Every single team. They could no-no everybody. Ahead, Absolutely, but um, I'd say that the Royals did a good job landing Santana and, and Benintendi. I think those would be some nice pieces for them. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. The Mets getting Lindor and Carrasco, like T said, uh, that's a good job. I mean, they, they've they been kind of on the rise, and then, you know, obviously getting a bad infielder in Lindor and, and Cookie with, uh, you know, those transactions, I think that's that's a good step up for the Mets, so I'd say keep an eye out for them. But obviously, the Dodgers are so disgusting, and the Hitch landed Trevor Bauer, so heartbreaking that we won't have them in Cincinnati anymore, but I expect to see huge things from them once again, without a doubt. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm with you on the Mets. I think the Mets are doing a lot to get back to being competitive in their division, and then obviously... A couple years back, um, ended up going to the World Series. Um, So, I mean, they aren't that far removed. No. And they have a... They have Pete Alonso, the polar bear. They got some really good pitchers. um, Now they got... Is Noah still, right? Or is he just hurt? He's still there. Okay, but uh, Tommy John, didn't he? 
there. I don't know. Those guys are always off and on her, and I honestly can't remember. Okay, well, they have outside. They have Thor, DeGrom, yeah. uh, Cookie now. I think they still have Steven Matz, if I'm correct. Maybe Steven Matz did move. I remember seeing his name on there. The Polar Bear. Um, okay, no. Steven, yeah. Jose Reyes, they still have him? No, really? I don't know. Did he come back? Didn't he move to... He moved down to the Marlins or something, didn't he? I could be wrong. Okay, yeah. So then he's with Toronto now. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's been all over the place. But I was saying, I he's bounced back and forth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know about, about that. that. For sure. Um, really. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are a heavy favorite. How would they not be? It's going to be tough for anybody in the National League to compete with them. I think the White Sox might be able to make a run if they, they get Liam Hendricks, if he has a similar year, and uh, Jose Abreu just bombs balls all the time like he did last year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, overall, I think that the Padres are going to be pretty good. Yeah, they're going to be nice. They showed some grit last year. Um, well, they added Darvish and Snell. Those yeah. are huge names. Like, yeah, really, really bolstered their their rotation. And somebody else too. Uh, Those are big playoff. Well, at least Snell's big playoff. I don't guy. think Clevenger is going to be in this year because uh, Tommy John. But they got Mike Clevenger from the Indians last year. Oh yeah, he's good too. So like, he's another like yeah, can be another, pretty good yeah, starter. Uh, yeah, very good starter. I'd say. Well, maybe not anymore, but was. So. A lot of things going on in California baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now that we're kind of moved past and we're talking about last season, um, I'm going to go over some of the awards real quick just to highlight some things. And then basically, out of the people here, obviously Rookie of the Year can't repeat, but out of the awards, I just want to – a name that you think will be most likely to repeat as an award winner for that. Okay? Okay. Okay. AL MVP Jose Abreu, Chicago White Sox. NL MVP Freddie Freeman, the Atlanta Braves. AL Cy Young Shane Bieber, Cleveland. NL Cy Young Trevor Bauer, Cincinnati. Um, shout out, I guess, to the rookies of the year, AL and NL, respectively, Kyle Lewis in Seattle and Devin Williams in Milwaukee aren't eligible in our repeat topic. But AL manager Kevin Cash for Tampa Bay and Don Mattingly in Miami for the NL manager of the year. Out of those, who do you see being a potential repeat? Mine is mine is obvious, I think, for me. I think I'm I would actually like absolutely pick Bauer. For the NL Cy Young again. <clears throat> the only two that make any sense to me are Abreu and, and Bauer. I guess Bieber could, but I don't think he will this year. He had such good year. Like, you, it's hard just, to follow that up. I was going to say, I just... Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer too, too, I guess. Tough to repeat, but a new, like, new team. I think he's ready to prove it. But like Bieber, I think it'd be tough for him to come out and do the same thing again because he was so dang good last year. 
Kevin Cash, goodbye. No chance he's winning that again after they got rid of the guys they got rid of. But if they do well, that gives them a great opportunity to fill it again. No doubt. For the same reason, because like they got yeah. rid of everybody. So it's like, oh, Kevin Cash, look at him. Yeah. Dan Mattingly, don't think that'll happen, but could happen. So. Okay. Yeah, Freddie Freeman me. will not win the NL MVP. I can guarantee that. I just feel like that's going to not happen. Guarantee. Guarantee. Freddie Freeman will not win the NL MVP. I'm with you there. Mm, uh, he's yeah, really good. I just I think it'll be somebody else. Okay. Aaron out of the cards, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that my tour with uh with you Doge is, is Trevor and Jose. That was me. He oh said, he just said Trevor. Yeah. But I said I Jose. just said Trevor, I didn't say Jose. Oh. Okay. Well we're all in on Bauer being the most likely then. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, they they just have better bats on LA to probably get him a better record this year. If he keeps pitching the same way, then you know, ERA is going to come as it as it does regardless. But you know, as far as the win loss ratings, they've got a better team to back him up, I think, than Cincinnati did. So if he was able to do it in Cincy, I think he'll definitely be able to do it now. Yeah, they'll definitely want to get him a playoff run or a hit, probably. Okay. Sure. Yep. Pete. Jesus. Pete. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, anything like home run leaders or ERA leaders, anything that you guys want to call out before the season starts that you're feeling confident that people are going to do or anything off the top of your head or do you want to leave it up for a, you know, maybe a week in initial reaction, you know, after – Five games in. Uh, I'm gonna be a homer and I'm gonna pick Suarez for the home run leader. Wow. Jeez. He said he's trying to hit 50 this year, and I believe him. That'd be dope. Um. Uh, this sounds. I mean. Aaron Judge, home run leader, because he's a freaking horse human being. He's just a giant man. <laughs> And Garrett Cole, I think he's out to prove that he's Big Lights, Big City, New York. So, ERA leader there. Not strikeout, too? or uh, I, I was going to take him for maybe strikeouts. Sure, yeah, I can see that. I, it's, um, Strauss, are they, they're in the A. Or, he's in the NL. The, yeah, I'm, not Strauss, but uh, Scherzer. NL, yeah. I know, as I'm saying, he might be my strikeout guy. Okay. So, okay, Dill. Any awards you got in your upper sleeve there? I really want to do the like fake Homer pick that um, Blake Snell is gonna get the Cy Young <laughs> in the uh, in the AL for the Padres. The homie pick, not the Homer pick. Yeah, and. Like I, I think he could lead the league in the ERA. He could be really good, man. He's super dope. And I think he's just pissed off with how last season ended. Yeah, like, I, yeah, that could definitely play a factor. He's like, yeah, look, like, nah. And and dude, San Diego has some real talent with the bats. So, 
you know, I don't think that he's going to, like, give up more runs because he thinks he can get more support. Because I don't, like, the Rays had to manufacture runs. The Padres can just score. You can just launch them. Um, Put it on the Tatis. Could be the home run guy. LeBron of baseball. Ooh. <laughs> Definitely could be. Mega deal. Oh, man. Um, I just think that was a silly point that they made that with that. But, yeah, right. I, I would say Blake Snell's got something to prove. Any early preseason World Series picks? I think we're all going Dodgers in the NL. I would. If I was putting money on it, I would say Dodgers. Dodgers, Yankees. Oof. It's coming. It's time. Dude, their division's going to be tough. Um, Between them and the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are going to be good. I think the Rays are just going to be that sneaky, like, 80 to 90 win team that plays their division. Well. I got something I better put on lock it in. Lock it down. Lock it in. Okay. The Astros are going to be terrible this year because people are going to be out ready to boo the hell out of them. Mm. I think that's going to play with their heads because I think they're going to be like, oh, we're back. Fans are back. Like This will be exciting. No. We, we haven't forgotten, you cheaters. Dude, they got... We haven't forgotten. You like, think I've forgotten? I'm ready to boo the heck out of those bad boys. They got big bad George Springer out of town. You think he's going to be safe when he comes to town as a Blue Jay? No chance. You but think AJ Hinch huge loss. as a Detroit Tigers manager is safe when he comes to town? Absolutely not. No one is safe if you're linked to the Astros. I'm going to boo you for sure. Guess who's still not safe? Ryan Braun. Not safe at all. You're getting booed. Never safe. That's what I'm excited for. Is that, just, is that for the PEDs? Yes, because he's a lying cheater. After his interview on ESPN of him like crying, that's a, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And if then he, didn't he have just that, like blatantly lied that whole time. Exactly. Like, that's my point. If that was true, we'd have no we'd have no issue. Yeah. But you fake cry and you lie. Okay. I'll boo you. Sorry. Okay. You're getting booed. So that's you can lock those in. Ryan Braun Astros getting booed by T.J. Butler in GABP 2021. One. Well, it was going to be 2020, but obviously we can't. So got to toss the one in there. Dill, if I had to go way too early World Series picks, I think I would do Dodgers Blue Jays. Yeah. I think so. I, I just think that the Blue Jays have like something about them. That's like Tanaka, dude. It's kind of sneaky. Cool. Yeah, I gotta see Aaron do it though. Boone, that is not Judge. <laughs> Fair enough. Both of them, I guess. Like the Yankees have had good roster, and then I don't know. I mean, they they kept DJ Lemayhew, which is huge for them. Just they had a couple freaking cheating hits. Astros get in their way. Yeah. That is huge. Freaking. While we're here, I would like to give a personal shout out to. I need to find this man's name. But there was a guy who came in as an employee of a spring training team during an Astros. 
preseason game, and he brought his own metal trash can lid in every single at-bat the Astros are up, and this guy's like a security guy in the stands, just banged the hell out of that metal trash can. So I just want to say to you, sir, cheers. You're a great man. I really can't believe that they did not get more of a punishment. For a sport that won't allow Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame... For what he did. Or Barry Bonds, for and, that matter. Like just some of these other guys. It's a game of, lack of a better word, integrity and honesty. Like, that is a huge candle that cost teams a World Series ring like, and gave them I'm one. so glad Clayton Kershaw got a ring because he would have just been a laughingstock forever. Because of some of that stuff, too. And he played really well last year. Yeah, he was Like, good. he was a... An essential part of that. He was good. Not just riding Walker Buehler's, like, Who was also really good. Yeah. So, good for him. And now they just had Trevor Bauer. No, it came at the disposal of the Rays. But that's that's all I have for a little baseball, and hopefully everyone's ready for the longest season in sports. (laughs) Yeah. 162 games. Just freaking. NFL got longer today. Give it to me. Give it to me. I hope that wasn't. Yeah. I hope that wasn't your buzzer beater, Dill. No, it wasn't. Which not. we're moving on to. Right here, right now, buzzer beater. Sorry if I took it, but I NFL. I had it in there. You, oh, you are. It's just on the next page. Oh, Doge, okay, okay. you're not in there. Excuse boy. me. You're always a sneaky little guy up there. I'm going first, boys. Why not? FC Cincinnati looking good in their last two preseason games. After uh, starting to play some of our starting players here, we had a little. Uh, 6 nothing first half with some of our starters against the USL team. Ended up winning that game 7-1. to And then we also just defeated the Chicago Fire 2-1 to in a preseason game the other day. So excited to see these guys out there scoring, out there making plays. You know, scoring did not come at a very, you know, just wasn't often last year. So to see that, you know, a 6 or a 7-1 score and a 2-1 score back-to-back is really nice. So hopefully we can get some of those goals, and hopefully we can get them in the West End Stadium soon. Which, by the way, if you didn't check out their light show recently, need to go look at that. It's one of the coolest things, honestly, in sports in America. And hopefully a lot of stadiums can adapt to like a style like that. It was really cool. So, Dill, let's get your buzzer beater here. What do you got for us? Yeah, we'll keep Doge's secret at bay for now. Oh, yeah. Build the suspense. Um, so we haven't done any... Hockey updates in a little bit, but uh, no ice times, but we'll give a Ooh. little penalty box shout out here. Sure. <clears throat> so, with 35 plus games being played um, this far into the season, the, some of the elite teams are starting to show. Um, the way that the playoffs are working is the top four in each division are going to the uh, playoffs. Now, the top three are pretty much secured in each each division. So uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, obviously being a homer, I've been talking about them a lot, but they have been living up to their expectations after uh, uh, a yeah, Stanley Cup good. season. Uh, so they've been, you know, just as good as advertised. But the Carolina Hurricanes and Florida Panthers are definitely giving them, you know, run for their money. Um, sure. we're have We've had a tough time beating those teams, and – you know, with those two other teams in there, it's it's pretty much a it's a toss up for who's going to win those games. So Tampa, hopefully moving forward, learns how to beat them a little bit better in a series, 
but so far, those two teams have given us, you know, given us some help. Yeah. Um, other than that, Definitely. the Islanders have been real hot. They had a huge streak there in the um, last couple weeks where they were just going off on people, um, along with the Capitals, who are, I think are 9-1 in their last 10 right now. Ooh. So they're streaking as well. And then the Pens are, I think, 7-3 and three in their last 10. So um, those three teams in, the, in that division have been really hot and <clears throat> consistent this season. Um, Vegas and Colorado... You know, they're streaking as well right now. They're upward trend along with the Minnesota Wild. So those three in that division. Um, then oddly enough, in my opinion, and based off of, you know, everything that I've seen, the Canadian division is, like, definitely the weakest huh. out of all of the divisions. So I definitely would not have bet on that. Yeah. Well, the Maple Leafs started off really hot, and then they had a cold streak, and then Recently, they've been like a 500 or below ball club. So, they're, yeah, they're getting wins, but they aren't doing it at the eight and two in the last ten, or nine and one, or um, you know, as some of the other teams have been. So, um, it, it's going to be interesting how that how it all plays out. But you really start to see the separation in the top three teams versus the bottom five after that. So, the race for fourth in these divisions is going to be interesting, for sure. It's going to be important. It's going to be, gonna yeah. be huge. You're in or out. <clears throat> Got a lot going up on the NBA, kind of sneaking around the corner too. So, Doge, we've had enough suspense. Tell us what it is. End the show, buddy. What's your buzzer beater? We've got the Champions League quarterfinalists set. Ah. For, it won't be coming up this week. It's next week, but... They've got Real Madrid facing Liverpool, Man City facing Dortmund, Bayern facing PSG, and the bottom matchup, in my opinion, Chelsea playing Porto. But <clears throat> some top juggernaut organizations and, and clubs playing each other there, so um, should be pretty cool. I'm going to be pulling for my boys, Dortmund, to, to knock out Man City here. Knock out your other boys, right? Uh, I... I used to be more of a Man City guy, I will say, but after all the cheating scandal and stuff, I don't know. I'm, I'm less I'm less in on it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, I, I'm definitely pulling for Dortmund there, and then, um, you know, hopefully we can draw into a match against Bayern in the next round and finally take them out. They've just had our number for so long. It would be so nice to beat them in the Champions League. So That'd be sweet. If you guys get a chance, Tuesday, April 6th, pull for my boys, Dortmund, there, and their matchup against Man City, and hopefully we'll be able to take out the big dogs from the Premier League there. Well, oh, yeah. I don't think they'll be playing this late, but I'll be attending the Lightning Blue Jacks game that Tuesday up in Columbus. So, in the odd chance they're playing at 7 p.m. Eastern time, I will not be watching. No. 3 p.m. <laughs> I believe it's afternoon, right? Yeah. Good stuff, Doge. Hopefully Dortmund uh, gets a big win there against PSG. So Hopefully a uh, little Pulisic can advance for Chelsea there as well. I will be pulling for Pulisic there as well. Yeah, so hopefully they can take down Porto. I definitely see Chelsea being able to do that. And then uh, Real Madrid-Liverpool going to be a nice matchup too. So. Where, would, uh, where would they have to – would they meet in the finals, Doge? They like random draw it, I think, after every round. It's not a bracket? It is a bracket. So oh, it's bracket. Bayern okay. and Dortmund would meet in the semifinal if they both won. Okay. Ooh. And what about Chelsea? Would they have to play? Uh... Chelsea would play the winner of Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Ooh. Okay. That's gonna be a tough one. 
So Pulisic versus Dortmund in the finals could not be a thing. Former club. Yeah, that, that's be. a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be a good little finals yeah, there. That'd be nice. That'd be fun. I, I will be a couple s- Americans. Gio Reyna for Dortmund. Mm-hmm. We could. I'd like to see it. He's tight. He's super good. Very young. How's your boy been? What's his name? Erling Haaland. Yeah. He's been playing great, but the the regular season matches have been not so stellar for us. But he scores like two goals a game. It seems like he's just disgusting. Yeah. Everything in the news, though, is who's going to spend the exorbitant amount of money to just buy Erling Haaland from Dortmund. That's that, just the story of my my fandom, is that yep. we get super young studs, and then some other big club buys them. My, my next question before you even said that was, how long are you guys going to have him then? Like, when does he... He's gone next year, I think, at some point. It's so <laughs> soon, yeah. Dang. It's sad. But Madrid I, keeps I, coming up, is what I hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's something to you know look forward to having him a little bit longer. Then, absolutely, I'll, I'll cross my fingers <laughs> that we can hang, hang on to him, but it'll be tough. Maybe yeah. get a little tournament run out of him this year, hopefully. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. But uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for our show. Champions League coming up. That's gonna be exciting. But uh, we got a little Elite Eight coming up as well. We'll have another pod for you probably next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for coming on, Dill. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you guys for uh, providing some some good entertainment here. Thank you for coming on, Doge. We appreciate it as well. Absolutely. Pleasure as always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is The Clubhouse.